we thank you uh, this afternoon in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for your word. You sent forth your word to heal our diseases and to stop us from destruction. And we thank you that your word is powerful. Your word is alive. It is quick. It is sharper than a double-edged sword. And Lord, as we receive of it, my God, we pray that it really cleanses us, my God, in our souls. That, Lord, it sets us free in our thinking. That, Lord, we move to another level. Yes, Lord, even as you are, as you are reminding us that Jesus went to the, to the desert, to the wilderness, so that we don't have to go there. Today, we say thank you for the word. We say thank you for the word. We receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll go straight into the word today. And uh, as we conclude this series on um, your dry season is over. This is actually part nine. And we are looking at Jesus' third temptation. And the subtitle is living by faith or by sight. In the third, tempta in the third temptation, the real temptation was, are you living by sight or you are living by faith? That was the temptation. And we know that Jesus' victory over this temptation and all the temptations, it was to set us free from the power of temptation. And so when we look at Jesus' third temptation, we saw from last week that Satan is after worship. He wants to be worshipped. He wants to be adored. He wants to remain in control and to dominate your life. That's why when we read Matthew chapter 4, verses 8 to 10, it says, Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. The devil came up in the open. It wasn't about food. No. It wasn't about the pride of life and all these things. It is about worship that's what he is after and he will do whatever he can to make you get to a point where you fall down and worship him but jesus said in verse 10 then jesus said to him away with you satan for it is written you shall worship the lord your god and him only shall you save." then the devil left him and behold angels came and ministered to him in fact if you read it in the in luke chapter 4 version the bible says and the devil left him for a while because he was going to come back and he was going to come back and we're going to look at that next 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 year as we as we look at that in in a different cost context but the point is the devil he had shot all his shots his best shots and he couldn't penetrate so he had to leave what does this mean to us? We have looked uh, uh, in the last session that Satan uses the last of the eyes. You see, see all of these kingdoms. And like I always like to put it, that's, you know, sometimes the devil doesn't have to see you to show you so many things around there. No. He'll probably just ask you to look at your neighbor's garage and you bow down to him or neighbor's house, or neighbor's this, or neighbor's that, and you bow down to him. But the devil uses the last of the eyes. In other words, possessions to try and get our worship. And when you understand that really it's not about what the devil is giving you that he's interested in, he wants you to worship him, then you will know that no, I'm not going to go there. 
because there's only one God to worship. And so we need to know what is written about the last of the eye, of the eyes. And we looked at this last week, and in summary, there are, there are four things. The first one is you need to know that God is not involved, and he is not the author of the temptations in our life. In fact, if you read in James, it actually says, the desires in you, they will, they will push you, and then you begin to, to conceive. And, and, and when you conceive, now you give birth to sin, and sin will lead you to death. God is not involved, and he is not the author of temptations. God cannot be tempted by evil. The second thing that we learned is that death stops marriage obligations. Romans chapter 7, because we died. When one of the spouses dies, the other one is free to remarry. And when they get into the new marriage, it has nothing to do with the previous marriage. And so we died in Christ Jesus. And when we died in Christ Jesus, we died to the requirements of the old man who, who was forcing us to give birth to the desires of the flesh and forcing us to sin and so on and so forth. Because we died to that marriage now, we are in a new marriage union. This new marriage union has got a man and his name is Jesus. And all the fruits that we bear out of that are called the fruit of the Spirit. So God dealt a blow to Satan by removing the very point of conception. And when you know that all the sinful things that you do, all the lusts that you have right now, they are not coming out of a nature, they are coming out of a habit. And you can change habits. And you should change habits. Then you realize that you are not fighting a lost war. But people who don't know this, they will tell you that, ah, you know, me, I'm just a drinker. I can't help it. Oh, me, I'm just an adulterer. I can't help it. Me, I'm just a liar. I can't help it. Me, I'm just a gossiper. I can't help it. But when you know that you can help it because you are divorced from, from the husband who was forcing you to, to get into all those, to, to, to give birth to all those children, you are free now. It's the first step that will help you now to shake off those things and by the grace of God, they will disappear. And we say our permanent victory over lust, it is the new nature that we have in Christ Jesus. Our new identity. When you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you, you will overcome. And then we said you need to speak grace to the mountain. Zechariah chapter 4. Who are you, mountain? Before Zerubbabel. You will be a plain field. You will be leveled with shouts of grace, grace, grace. Because grace is the power of God in human weakness. Grace is the ability of God in human weakness. And grace is the strength of God in human weakness. That scripture on its own, it tells you that the common definition of grace is not complete. That grace is favor. Because you can't shout favor, favor, favor. No, you shout strength, you shout victory, you shout ability. And things will begin to happen in your life. In Jesus name and so today we want to look at this temptation and I'll help you understand that really when the devil what the devil really is after is for you to live by sight and not by faith because he told Jesus look see all these things 
and then live by what you see with your physical eyes. And I can tell you that many Christians, they are falling and worshiping the devil without realizing it. Why? Because they are moved by what they see and they are not moved by faith. Every time we are moved by what we see, which is in opposition to God, to the word of God, we are bowing down to the devil. There's nothing wrong in seeing things. Get me right. Are we together? There's nothing wrong in seeing things, but there's nothing wrong in getting things. In fact, that's how the manifestation of the blessing of God happens in our lives. He gives us things. But it is a case of how we are looking at these things. If we look at them as the object of worship and say, I can't help it, I just have got to have this. I can't help it, I've got to have this. Then the chances are now we are bowing down because the devil will give you. God has got his way of giving by faith. If you are getting it by other means, other than faith, it is no longer God's way. And you are moving in the direction of worshiping the devil. I'm going to make a statement that I'll, I'll, I'll just spend the, 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 the remaining minutes uh, outlining. What you choose to see will dictate and dominate who you worship in this life. If you want to arrive at worshiping God, you don't start by worshiping God. You start by making the right choices on what you see. Because everything else will just be a chain reaction. It will just follow, it will be a consequence because what you see will dictate and dominate who you worship in this life. And this is how it unfolds because what you choose to see, it will lead you to actions. And your actions will become behavior. And your behavior will develop your character. And your character now, it will dictate who you worship here on earth. And who you worship here on earth will govern the power that flows in your life. You know, you get into a crisis situation, you begin to say, oh, you know, begin to plead the blood of Jesus. You plead the blood of Jesus. You plead the blood. That's not the time to be pleading the blood of Jesus. Because if you have already made the right choices from the very start, it is now a foregone conclusion because when you speak the word, things will begin to happen. Did you know that Jesus, we caught him in this, par, in this, uh, in this uh, passage that we are looking at, when he was speaking the word, it is written, it is written. But did you know he didn't just start by saying it is written? If you go back in Luke chapter 2, you find that he was left in the temple when the parents went home for three days. And when they came back, they found him. What was he doing? He was asking questions about the word of God. He was about his father's business. He was preparing himself because he knew that temptations were going to come. But many Christians, they just think, ah, you know, because I'm a child of God, people will understand. <laughs> the devil doesn't care. In fact, the fact that you're a child of God, you become a target of the devil. That's why you need to prepare. We were praying last week and we continue to pray. We remain prayerful. We stay in the grace of God. Why? Because we are preparing because the devil will try to cross our road. He will set up roadblocks on the way. But when you know who you are, when you know that it is written... It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. So you need 
to choose what you see. And what you see is very important. It's either you see by the physical eyes or you see by faith. There's no two ways about it. Because when you see by sight, you are allowing what your flesh and your senses to dictate what you must do. You are allowing what the physical realm and the environment around you to dictate what you must do. And that's what is called walking by sight or living by sight. Because if it doesn't make sense in your mind, you're not going to do it. But if it makes sense in your mind, then you're going to do it. But when you are looking, when you are in that platform, when you're in that space now, it's very easy to worship the devil. It's very easy to worship the devil. Alternatively, you have to be seeing by faith. And that is revelation. And that is the vision. That is a vision of the reality that we have in the spirit realm. And I'm sure you have heard me talk about this, that faith is a positive response to what God has provided by grace. Faith is what God has done independent of us before we showed up. That is the grace of God. And when you read that and believe it now, that's faith. So faith is seeing what grace did at the cross of Calvary. So faith is not some, some, some hypothetical and some, some mystical thing that you've got to crank up and conjure up and, and you need to fast and do all this kind of thing. No, when you hear the word of God, you believe it. And that's faith. And so faith sees what Jesus provided at the cross of Calvary. So living by faith, it is by seeing and understanding what Jesus provided for us at the cross of Calvary and say, this is mine. It's either we are doing that or we are using our senses to dictate what should happen in our lives. And now the interesting thing is that you cannot mix the two because covenants don't mix. Hallelujah. If it's by faith, then it can be by works. Otherwise, faith is not faith. And if it's by works, it can be faith. Otherwise, works is not works. I think that's Romans chapter 11 verse 6. The point is, Romans chapter 11 verse 6, the point is we are called to walk by faith. Jesus went for the spiritual side. The devil was showing him the kingdoms. But Jesus meanwhile was seeing the grace of God. And he chose the grace of God. I pray that you choose the grace of God every time. I pray that you choose the grace of God every time and you will have the victory. Choose to live by faith and not by sight. There are three instances in the Bible where the Bible says the just shall live by faith. The other one, it is the just shall walk by faith, but that has to do with our waiting for the new bodies as we go and meet with the Lord in resurrection, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. But I just want to show you these three. The first one in the Old Testament is in Habakkuk chapter 3 verses 5. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries or delays, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold, behold the proud soul, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. How on earth is that connected? 
the connection is that faith is about seeing what is in the spiritual realm and vision is about seeing what is in the spirit realm when you are running according to your vision you are living by faith when you are running in according to what god says concerning jesus christ you are living by faith and the bible is saying wait for the appointed time and then some of you say amen i'm prepared to wait but you don't really have to wait because the vision in the appointed time it was about jesus coming and now because jesus has come the faith has come the vision has become a reality will you not see it will you not run with it in jesus name and so we find that this particular passage is quoted in in hebrews chapter 10. if you look your, in your bible you find that there's a, a connection it's actually in reference to this passage where in in hebrews chapter 10 verses 37 to 9 it is clearly talking about jesus because it says for yet a little while and he not the vision he who is coming will come and will not tarry and the just shall live by faith for if anyone draws back my soul has no pleasure in him but we are not of those who draw back to perdition but of those who believe to the saving of the soul the vision was the coming of jesus christ hallelujah so the faith so the vision we were to walk to live by faith right which is the vision that was coming and now the vision has come so we live by faith in jesus christ faith in jesus christ living by faith is putting trust in christ jesus not what we see with our physical eyes or our physical ears if you are your life is dominated by what you see with your physical eyes and what you hear with your physical ears you are not living by faith hallelujah you are not putting your trust in jesus christ it is that simple but i'll show you how to reverse that in jesus name living by faith it also means placing more value on the gospel truth than on everyday news, news reports in other words you don't ignore the fact that you are in this world and things are happening but what we're simply saying is they will tell you that there's going to be an economic downturn in south africa because things are not all right but the bible says he will prosper you according to his riches and glory which of the two are you going to report to to, to believe if you have more faith in the word of god you will dismiss what CNN is telling you, what Z South African news is telling you, ENCA is telling you, what BBC is telling you. You believe the word of God. But if you now begin to manage your life around what the newspaper is saying, when the word of God is supposed to be there for you and to guide you, guess what now? You are now walking by sight and not by faith. It is that simple. And, and you need to apply it in everyday life. I need to apply it in everyday life. Because you go to work in the morning, they'll be telling you about how, you know, the politics has changed, the dynamics has changed, and all this is going to do this and do that and do that. And we put more faith in that instead of placing more faith in what the word of God is saying. That's what is living by faith or living by sight is all about. And for as long as we move away from faith and we drift to, to, to sight, 
Guess what? By default, we are worshipping the devil because he is the God of this world. Hallelujah. What am I saying? What I'm saying is that faith comes first, then the physical eyes. Not the other way around. You don't see and then you try to fit your faith into what you see. No. You need to see by faith and then you change what you see with the physical eyes using faith. And faith has got the power to change that. It has got the power to transform that in Jesus' name. Amen. The second passage is in Galatians chapter 3 verses 10 to 12. For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, curse is everyone who does not come in all, who, con who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But the one that is justified by the, by the law in the sight of God, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. What it simply means is, living by faith is putting trust in the grace of God and not in keeping the law. If you put your trust in the finished work at the cross of Calvary and not putting trust in your ability to keep the law, then you are living by faith. But the minute you start to put your faith and your trust in ability to living according to the law of, 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 of Moses, then you are now out of the law, out of the faith. You are now in works because you've got to do everything, but you can't do everything. And so you get yourself in trouble. And the third one is Romans chapter 1 verses 16 to 18. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. What are we saying? What is the word saying? It simply means that when you feed on the gospel, when you feed on the word of God, guess what? You get a revelation of the righteousness of God. And when you get a revelation of the righteousness of God, then you get a revelation of how righteous you are. And when you know how righteous you are now, that your faith will go through the roof. And because you live by faith now, it will be from victory to victory. From one level of faith to another level of faith. So the key thing now to live by faith is to be stuck in the gospel. You feed on the gospel. You feed on the word of God. And you get revelation of how God has loved you. How God has provided for you. Even before you showed up, he provided for us. And when you begin to see it all laid out there now, you just begin to say, ah, this is a wonderful God. And your faith will move from one level to another in Jesus' name. Your faith strengthens by the grace of God, which is a revelation of the righteousness of God in our lives. Now, the point now is, Jesus, Satan was enticing Jesus. See all the kingdoms there, the lust of the flesh. Now, some of you, because you're so stubborn in God, you don't yield to the lusts of the flesh. Hallelujah. You don't yield to the lust of the flesh. You are so blind to all that. But if he fails to entice you through the lust of the flesh, he will intimidate you. 
Because the devil is after worship. He will intimidate you. In other words, Satan will bring fear to force you to worship him. And every time we submit to fear, then we are 